Today I'm with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 52, Season 2, the final episode of the school year. That's 104 straight weeks of local sports talk. I will be taking a couple week break from the podcast after this week, mainly for next week because of the award show on Wednesday night, and we are getting all ready for that. So let's discuss what's coming up on Channel1450.com. Go check out the interview with Todd Blakeman about his return to Glenwood Basketball. Also, a David Hay interview coming up talking about Friday's 7-on-7 in Chatham featuring Rochester, SHG, Jacksonville, Glenwood, and a lot of great teams to check out. Games start at 10 a.m. in Chatham, and the championship game will likely be around 2.30. Also, this Thursday and Friday is the Illinois College Boys Basketball Shootout. Tons of local teams. So if you're craving some hoops, go check that out. Next week is the Winners United Camp featuring Tim Allen, Tyrese Bryson, Blake Turner, and Lawrence Thomas as the coaches. That starts on Tuesday at Southeast. Wednesday is the award show for us, and that leads me to this week's guest. Let's get to it. It's Leanna Churchill. Episode 52 of Season 2 with Leanna Churchill. First, I'll ask you this question. Do you know who was Episode 52 last year? Was it Kirker? Nope. Kirker was the first one and the hundredth one. I don't know. Chase or something? Was it someone else from 1450? You're, you're warmer. Chase, Jared. Justin hasn't done it yet. No, he refuses to do it. Oh, so it was probably Jace. Chase or, Just, or Jared. Chase was episode one of season two. So it was Jared. Jared was 52 of season one. Oh, so I'm following in his footsteps again. So you and Jared are... <laughs> Our episode 52. Wrapping up two years of the podcast, um, I thought the best way to do it was to talk about the award show, which I'm sure you're very stressed about at this point because we're less than a week away, but I wanted to give you the chance to kind of talk on the podcast about the award show and just kind of about your journey with Channel 1450 because I don't feel like, I I feel like a lot of people know who you are in terms of um, they see you at games a lot, but they don't know you like they know oh Kirker started it like Jared got hired from Temple like and for you it's like um I don't know I, you, I New, was a kid New Off Media always talks about you know media made locally and there's not more local in terms of Channel 1450 than you and, and what and how this all came about and now you're the right hand man the second in charge um mostly I'd say probably more in charge than I am at some points but um yeah, we'll just start with this. Thanks for joining me. How how are you, and how are you feeling going into uh, awards week? Um, you and Kevin keep telling me that I'm stressed, and I know I am stressed, but I'm a lot less stressed than I was last year. Yeah. So, as much as you guys think that I'm, like, running around like a crazy person, I'm a lot calmer about it. I think second year around, we know what to expect. Um, things weren't, like, thrust on us, I think, as quickly. We've been working on this for longer than we did last year. So, I feel okay. You got it's your, just a lot of little pieces. You got your binder, you got your notes, <laughs> you got your everything ready to go. And even though it's a location change and a few things differently, um, we learned so much from last year mm-hmm. about, you know, what worked and what didn't. And I think a lot of it worked well. Um, a lot of that was credit to you and um, kind of just being the organizing person that you are. Um, so, yeah, like you said, you feel more comfortable when you're more organized. And I feel like now that we have the experience of one year and also just the understanding of people are there to have a good time and enjoy themselves and and really just be a part of 
this this something special because uh, that's what it is is kind of a, a celebration even though it feels like a lot of work for you I'm sure yeah at that point when I know last year by the time we got to it and we got through it it was more of a personally it was more of a celebration of we made it and it happened and we pulled it off versus um, a celebration of I felt so busy even during the event last year so I'm hoping this year that being the second year being able to plan stuff out a little better I'm hoping I can actually enjoy the award show a bit more this year than I did last year all right, so if we can take your mind off the awards for a couple minutes to talk about um, how you got here, how you got to be with Channel 1450, um, let's go all the way back to you went, you're at Williamsville High School, and when did you first hear about Channel What's your first memory of Channel 1450? Um, it must, I don't even really know if I knew it was Channel 1450 at that point, but my freshman year at Williamsville would have been 2011 when Kirker started all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember for some reason him coming in to talk to Ibbotson after like I had science class with Ibbotson that year and they did something that I have since found on the archives. Um, so that's maybe my first memory of like Kirker being involved in it. Yeah. I didn't necessarily know what it was mm-hmm. but really probably that 2012-2013 football season and then like a moment that always stands out to me is like that 2014 year because I was I was on the sidelines for basically every football game that season I was helping out Euchre with some social media stuff then my senior year and then that's kind of where I met Kirker and where my involvement with 1450 kind of planted its roots I guess. Yeah, so what is that? When did you first reach out to Kirker, and how did that process go? I think it would have been probably 2016, 2017. Um, I was in college at Lincoln Land. I knew it was a couple years in, at least a year in. Um, I think I had job shouted him once for a class, and then from there I kind of started entering more my first like full year I remember was like 17 for football uh-huh. um I know Kirker said like I've you've outlived him here but also like I've been around yeah. a lot longer than I think people realize as well yeah so you're at Lincoln Land and you start interning what do you remember from that and what did what did you start doing um I remember Kirker like the first day giving me a login to the website and being like, here, do scoreboard for us every night. Yeah. Um, which I don't think there's been an intern yet that has their own login <laughs> besides me. Uh, no, like, I don't know. But, um, it's too complicated now. On yeah. Side. That, like doing that stuff and then really just shooting highlights and bringing it in and giving it to you guys to edit. Um, I did start editing there at one point and then you guys would finish it off in voice um but just a little bit of everything I when I finished at Lincoln Land I went over to UIS and just stayed on and I feel like I'm so busy now but I was a lot busier than with school <laughs> and a part-time job and an internship and everything else but I wouldn't be here today without all of that either well what do you like as a 20 21 year old um, college student and you're coming in on Friday nights wasting your Friday nights um, with people like me and Kirker and Chase it's like <laughs> that had to be something that was like 
what do you remember from those nights, like coming in here and when we were in here until 2 a.m. that was part of a completely different scene that I don't think people see the backside of? No, it's just, it's chaos, but it's also like, even like then when it was you, me, Jared, and Justin, like those are some of the best memories of like us sitting in, in here and being like, oh, look at this player, look at this big nasty, or I got this many fantasy points, or whatever, and then I remember one night you were trying to come up with a clever headline for something, it was like 2am and we're all just like throwing out ideas of what we could possibly do, like those were, those like behind the scenes moments are always some of the more fun ones that people don't ever get to see. Right. And then what, as you start to intern, was there ever, like did, did that become a thought of like, oh I, this is something that maybe I can, you know, pursue as a job after I get done with college um I think I always wanted to get into something similar whether and that's even what I went into college wanting to do something with social media um I didn't necessarily think it would be as much video stuff as I'm doing now um maybe more of like a marketing aspect of it but I've always liked sports this was a good like intersect between it all and I don't know I think COVID really helped propel me into still being here today because <laughs> I was looking for other jobs when I graduated. I wasn't like rushing to find something necessarily because I had a part-time job and I had internship here. I was getting paid a bit at that point. Um, so I wasn't necessarily rushing to go anywhere, but also I was looking and then COVID hit and it was like, well, what are my options? <laughs> There's not many jobs available. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, like you said, you went to Lincoln Land and then you went to UIS. What for people who don't know or, you know, want to know that path, what did you study and what were you studying? Because I know, I remember a lot of times you would come in and say, I'm taking this class and it's completely useless because I've already learned everything here. And um, that was news to me because I, if you were to sit in here on a Friday night, I don't feel like many people would think that they're learning anything. Yeah. <laughs> Besides a few cuss words. <laughs> yeah, I did my associates in journalism at uh, Lincoln Land. So that was very much the writing base and um, copy editing and like I resort back to that stuff more so for like looking at Dave and uh, Root's articles every week. And then I think I had taken like a PR class or something here and there um, while I was there. I did like a graphic design class while there. But then when I got to UIS I got a bachelor's in communication and it was more the broadcast um, track. And that was a lot more marketing classes and advertising and interviewing and the editing stuff. I know I was sitting talking to my, my advisor at one point trying to plan classes and he's like, well, there's these two video editing classes that you're supposed to take. He goes, I know you intern and already do that. He's like, talk to the teacher and see if you can skip one because I think it would be a waste of your time. And sure enough, I went and talked to the teacher and she was like, yeah, don't even waste your time with that. Like, just take the second one. She goes, that will probably be a waste of your time too, but there's at least on-camera work with that one that you can get. And I'm like, great. And sure enough, I was helping kind of teach other kids at that point how to use Final Cut. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because it's really just a thing of repetition in in terms of editing and um, especially on Final Cut, it's like... You know, and when you're doing a game every night or Multiples. on a Friday night, you might need to do five games. It's like, hurry up and get it done. And um, it's really just a matter of practice on 
doing that stuff so that had to be yeah and like i think when you look at like just broader like multimedia classes i was taking and um like intercultural communication and advertising and stuff like that there were so many things that would be talked about in that class that i could connect back to like real world applications of it that i was seeing here i would always be here thursday mornings when you did high school half hour and normally that's when harvey or someone would come down for something with a sponsor or whatever and it's like i was seeing how that all actually connects and i when they would talk about the like concept in class i'm like well duh yeah <laughs> like this makes a complete yeah, when sense you see it in action it's a lot different than just reading about it or you know having a teacher try to explain it to yeah you. exactly um so then yeah what when you get your degree from uis and you're still interning here um you know and this still can be the case but what is your dream job what were you hoping to to do or what do you hope to do in the future i don't know um i think at this point i know you're a big cardinals fan so yeah i mean that would always be something i would be interested in but i also like i was never one of those kids i was like oh i have to get out of springfield mm-hmm. like i don't think i would like living in a big city so i'm cool being here yeah um I think really, at this point, I love this job, but I know it's also not... I think we all come into it knowing this is not sustainable forever. For 50 years? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, eventually I would probably transition into something more marketing-based or sales-based even, maybe, and still keep that digital aspect of it, and... But I don't... I don't know. There's not, like, an ultimate goal that I have, like, uh-huh. I'm, I don't When know. you first started interning, did you ever see yourself being a Jared or a Chase or a Justin? <laughs> Honestly, not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think at that point, it just always, they were always there. Yeah. And, like, even when I got my degree, it's not like you guys offered me a job right away. Like, it took COVID and them not being here for that spot to open up for me to take like right. without that I would have probably found another job and I still would have helped but uh-huh. it wouldn't allow me to come help you that fall then yeah what uh the, I still remember the first time or like the first couple times we asked you to put together the complete package and, and do the voiceover and that's something that I talked about <laughs> with Kirker too is like the first time the going back and listening to the first like highlights I did of like soccer when I first got here, is just so awful. Like, what what went through your head when we were like, okay, you need to vo- you gonna go ahead and voice this? Um, I didn't voice my first highlight until that fall of twenty twenty. That's crazy. I know. So that you got away with it that long. I got away with it for that long. You guys just did it all for me for so long. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have come across some of those videos recently, digging through the archives, and I just cringe. But also like. Even something from a month ago I would listen to and probably cringe. So, I don't... I don't know. You just... I hated recording it. I felt so awkward, like, even recording in the moment. And now it's like you don't even think about it. Like, I know there's been nights that, like, Michael or Robert sitting down here and I'm like, just be quiet. I'm going to record this. Like, I would normally not ever do that in front of people beforehand. Yeah, I couldn't do it in front of people for a long, 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 long time. Because, yeah, it's just that awkward feeling. Yeah. And it's like, I can't, I can't get through a highlight without mispronouncing a word or anyway, so it's like, 
Yeah, that's why Kirker's always going to be the goat. Yeah. He would, he would just do it one take and not even ever, like, wouldn't need notes. He would just, like, have certain things by his... I'm like, I don't, still don't understand how you do that. Like, I... I make and those Seth mental notes during up. the game, but it's like, man, yeah. I just... Some people have that... Maybe that's that TV background yeah. that he had that he, you just kind of have to, but at the same time, man, I just... No, I don't even, like... I know he used to, like, watch the highlight while he called it. I don't even press play. Yeah. Like, I just... I write out my script based off of what I'm editing, and then I... Right, because you can edit... I don't know. That's just... Yeah. I think that's a personal preference. And yeah. For him, it was... That got it done faster, I mm-hmm. think. But at the same time, that was kind of weird, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, going back to 2020, um, you, and, you and Jared and Justin... I mean, the four of us were really that was like the numbers we were producing and the, the games we were covering and the things we were doing I know a lot of people will talk about like that second year when me and Chase and Kirker were doing it and it was like man this is we were just a well oiled machine and it was it was going good um, we were like there you, you obviously made that relationship with Justin and with Jared um, so what was that like when everything came down and it was like, okay, this is all over. Like, I don't, I just, I'll still remember that car ride to drive, driving here to meet with Kevin and it, I'll never forget that. Like it was, I remember you calling awful. me. I yeah. remember you texting me and being like, Hey, do you have a minute to talk? And I'm like, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And at that point you're thinking worst case scenario on everything. And you didn't give me a ton of details. It was more so like, Hey. Like, Justin and Jared's done. I didn't even know if, like, you were still staying on. I remember messaging you later in the night and being like, so are you still uh, (laughs) there? Yeah. (laughs) But, and I know after that it was also a, like, this could, like, be the end. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we all kind of had that thought of, like, if this can't survive COVID, like, I don't know if 1450's coming back. Yeah. Which is crazy because we were like we were in a packed gym at UIS like 48 hours prior to everything just stopping uh-huh. which is insane to think about yeah you guys were at that SHG game uh-huh. yeah I guess you, the three of us were yeah Jared Justin and I were yeah no and then it all just stopped and at that point I was still working at the grocery store and that was it went from <laughs> it went from craziness in sports to craziness in a grocery store so like I also Where's didn't, the toilet paper? <laughs> I didn't have a moment to stop and think, but I think that's the only thing of, like, it was so busy there that I wasn't missing, like, I was missing the sports, but also I was so busy I didn't have a moment to, like, think about it. Uh-huh. But it was still, like, such, like, you could tell you it was still such a part of you and you would still reach out to me and be like, hey... Yeah, I had this or what do you do with this? I had to do something to get my mind off of waking up, going to a grocery store, (laughs) and coming home. Like, I needed something different to do. And sports have always been an escape. I think we've talked about that, and um, that was my escape. Right. Even if it was just seven on seven or whatever we were doing at that point, like it was something to get out of the house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so then, what do you remember about you know, kind of getting the call of? Okay, this is uh, this is something that now you're gonna get paid for again. Which you were getting paid a little bit, but not. Yeah. Like you said, you had the part time job. It was like, here we can give you some money to help, but it wasn't actual paid. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember much about it. It just, it very much seemed like a 
natural progression. Like, you needed someone to come in and be able to help you fairly quickly and easily and not have to take the time to train them almost. Like, I could come in and do a lot of that. Um, I don't really remember much about it. That year was just so insane. Yeah. Because in that that fall I came on and then when sports started back up that next what January February like I left the grocery store in March because a I just couldn't bounce anymore I was also burnt out from what a year in COVID working in retail does so I don't know the last few years have been a blur yeah so what uh I don't want to know the answer to what you hate about this job, so what do you still enjoy about this job? <laughs> um, it's the, I mean, I don't know if there's anything I truly, like, hate, hate. There's things I don't. Which I don't understand, because I give you all the things to do that I hate. I know, and that's why when you said last night, like, <laughs> I know you're going to tell me no, I'm not going to let you tell me no, and I'm like, I don't feel like I tell you no very often. Do I, like, roll my eyes and kind of do it begrudgingly? Yeah, but I normally just do it. Um, I mean, there's always those games that you're like, God, why am I, Why is it 32 degrees and windy on a March 23rd and I'm out here freezing at this baseball game? Why can't it just move along faster? Like, mm-hmm. there's that type of stuff that you hate. Um, honestly, like, being in the office so much right now, and that's, like, my own choice, but... It's the best place to come in here and get stuff done for the awards, and I honestly would rather spend 12 hours covering doing football on a Friday night than sitting in an office for eight hours a day, so whatever that means, whether it's (laughs) whatever it is, like, the long drives to, like, middle of nowhere for games, can we not do that anymore? (laughs) Mm, I wish. I wish. Um, Not, yeah, not always the case. Um, So, yeah, like... Now in the last year, you're obviously the the number two reporter, and you know with Robert leaving and um, everything like that, you know when you're the intern or when you're the number three or number four, it's like you just have to cover whatever game it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- in the last year, I mean, you've gotten to cover and you've had to go to you know state championship games and um, at that level and you know that responsibility. What What's that feeling like knowing, okay, you know, like when I when I missed the SHG Metamore game and it's you and Robert and it's like, okay, you guys, like oh. this is obviously the biggest, like basketball is basketball in Illinois, in central Illinois where we haven't had a CSA champion. Like that, that was a huge, that was a huge thing to like put on you guys. I honestly, in the moment, like when you said like, hey, I won't be there and then they make the championship, I'm like, oh, whatever, we got it. But as that game went... And as we got into the overtimes, that's when I was like, oh, God. Like, I was just, and I knew Robert was doing the highlight on the other side of the court. And I'm just like, don't miss anything. Like, that's just your, like, that's the only thing you're like, don't miss anything. Like, you're just waiting for your hand you're to just, accidentally hit that record button and then yes. it shuts off and then you miss it. It's yeah. like, there's just so many, I remember, like, after the celebration or whatever, like, on the court after, I remember seeing Robert and just being like, I got everything else, just go get the highlight finished. Like, don't worry about any post-game, like, just go get it done. <laughs> like, but that, I don't know, it's still probably one of the craziest 
And, like, oddly enough, I remember, like, every detail of that situation more so from that game even than, like, the Williamsville State Championship or things like that, like... Right. I want to get to that, but first, I I mean, in the same sense, um, just a month ago was... You had to cover a state championship all by yourself, which is we try we try not to do, but at the same time, um, that's how we're blessed. But to to see and and like the same situation where you're you had to be nervous. It's in overtime, especially for soccer. You can miss a goal and then you're done. Like that's it, um, and that's all it took for you to win that state championship. Yeah. What's, what was that feeling like knowing you know that's a huge it's a huge responsibility. Um, I don't feel like I was thinking about it too much I think and we had planes that game before that I did so I think like the craziness of it really took like it's just like yeah I didn't have time to think um I do know like I don't think I've even told you this my battery was down to like 40 minutes or 50 minutes at the start of overtime and I'm just like please god get me through this like don't go to PKs please score don't like just get me through this and when that goal goes in, you're like, you kind of take a deep breath and you're like, okay. Because you could tell, like, Uhi had a lot more of the momentum at that point in the game. So it's like, if they can just get a goal in, like, they should be fine. But it was, once they got that goal, I kind of took a deep breath and was like, okay, the battery's going to last. I got this. Like, it'll be okay. It's more so the craziness afterwards of, like, having to get interviews, having to get it, like, up and all of that that's just insane. Um, like on this same conversation, you know, I talked about how I covered sixteen Glenwood soccer girls soccer games this year, and like, like that's the reason we do it is because we want to tell the whole story mm-hmm. of the whole season and um exp- and show that experience, and that's why you know we're so invested in the communities and these teams, and it's that's why it's special and it's awesome to see it end that way. Um, and then it's like for us. Like to to show those runs is why we do what we do and why you know this job is really cool. Um, how much do you feel like you are you understand that to a, to such a degree um, because of what happened when you're a senior in high school and you see the relationship that Coons and Kirker had, and then to see it come to an end where they actually did it and they won yeah. it and you're running the mic on Coons yeah. for that game where it comes full circle and you've got to be a part of both of those. Like, yeah. Is that a big reason why you feel so invested in Channel 1450? I think so. Um, I'll never forget what Kirker dropped that mic'd up from the 2014 game like the Monday after or something like that and I just remember sitting in one of the classrooms at school it was like in the afternoon like the last hour of the day and I think I was in like I was in Mrs. Walsh's classroom I think she had like a freshman class in there I had gone in there during my resource and she was like here you guys can watch this I'm gonna go do something like watch the class yeah I remember sitting there watching it and being like holy cow and like I was on the sidelines and I knew he was trying to call a timeout but like you don't understand it to the same extent of like hearing that mic'd up and how Kirker put it together. Um, but then I think another added aspect of the 2019 one was, like, that junior class was the kids my brother grew up with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I knew a lot of them from T-ball. And it's like, 
to have that personal connection to it too of like oh I remember when you were three feet tall and trying to hit a baseball off a tee and now you're winning state titles like no it's I think that has to do a lot with it and I mean even like the story of Ken over the you know SHG over the last year the basketball like like you said we spend so much time with these people regardless of whether we realize it or not that you are invested in them and you want you don't ever want to see them lose ultimately but I think that because we not only did have football my senior year, we also had baseball go to state my senior year. So I think the two of those happening like did really push me to be where I am now. I don't think if those if those never happened, I don't know if I stick with it. Right. Do you, do you see like the like coming from like you said you you don't ever like really want to leave like your your family's obviously very invested. You're dead builds houses everywhere around this area like clearly that's pretty invested in the community but like um do you see as a as a person who you know went to Williamsville went to Lincoln Lane went to UIS and now works here the impact that Channel 1450 has on not just you know not just the SHG football team mm-hmm. it's all Everyone. the small teams it's you know getting to tell some some of the stories that um people will talk about forever yeah yeah I do and I think I think that's why like interning here was so like it made sense to me was because I saw how invested everyone was I knew the impact it had because I was a student that was watching it Mm -hmm. and even when I you know between graduating high school and then starting here like I would watch the highlights you know, the Williamsville highlights or, oh, there's a big game, let's watch the highlights. Um, so 100%, like, I, I don't, like, even covering UIS, winning that super regional last year, I'm like, oh, yeah, I went to this school. Like, yeah. you know, you have that personal connection to a lot, but also just you take pride in what the community is. And Kirk used to always say, like, oh, kids these days. But, I mean, I think we have the same thoughts of it of like people do say that a lot and there are kids can be little brats at times but we do see the good side in them and it does make you think that like our community will be in a good spot one day right um yeah so leading into the pride and i think we can kind of lead that into the the award show again talking about you know just kind of the opportunity to showcase it and you know celebrate it a little bit um what did you feel from last year in terms of that? Like, how how well did you feel coming off of that, knowing, you know, that's it, the goal is to show the kids and show mm-hmm. the parents and show the coaches, like, um, not only do we appreciate being able to tell the story, but to celebrate it. Yeah, honestly, I think at last year after it, I was just so happy that it was, like, <laughs> it happened. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it was crazy to sit there and like I remember we all sat in here and watched all the videos we played prior and it's like crazy to be like man we covered we covered so much this year we had so many great stories like it's crazy to sit there and realize what one year in sports does because it it seems like it goes by fast but it's really such a long amount of time and to have a night to celebrate what happened in that year is insane like we even were talking about like plays earlier and it's like some of those plays happened 
10 months ago, but it seems like yesterday, like we can still pull out like, oh, that happened yeah. in this game. And um, it is fun to be able to celebrate that year. And it's a good wrap up to the year too. Like, I don't feel like this year's really over until we like get done with that. And then we can kind of put that away and focus on next season. Yeah, let's not do that yet. <laughs> let's, 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 take a couple, let's take a vacation first. <laughs> right, that's that's the plan anyway. So, um, yeah, when uh, I think that's all the questions I had. When when I asked you to come on, was there anything um, that you were worried about talking about or anything that you were like, is, what's, is he going to ask me this question? No, honestly, this was probably the best time to ask me to do this because I had... 50 million other thoughts that this was the last thing I was worried about. <laughs> Super. Yeah, that worked out good. No, I, that's kind of what I figured. So, um, all right. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to an awesome award show. And thanks for all you're doing for it. Excited to see it come to fruition at the LRS hangar this year. Yeah. I'm excited about the new video. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks to Leanna for her time. Great conversation and a lot of insight into the backside of what we do and how we get things done. She's doing a ton of work. To make sure that the award show goes well next Wednesday, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone and celebrating the best of the best this year. Thank you all for listening for the last two years. I'll see you in a few weeks.